How many times am I going to have to record this first part until it works? I don't know, man. Maybe like 60, 70, 80, 100 billion times. Well, you know, it'll, it'll all sort itself out eventually, I suppose. Welcome to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast, the anime podcast that's always a weekend away, but maybe not in Atlanta. Maybe not in Atlanta. My name is Matt, and I don't really have a preposition quote for this episode, mostly due to the fact that I've recorded this this very part like six or seven times. I've, I've flubbed up my lines like 20 billion times. It just It's just not working. So I'm just going to go ahead and skip that entire part, and we're just going to go in head first, crack our skull against the shallow end of the pool. It's going to be a great time for you, me, and anybody you have listening to this podcast. Audrey is not joining me for this episode because Audrey did not join me for Anime Weekend Atlanta, which is what we'll be talking about today, or at least the 2022 variant of said Anime Weekend Atlanta, because that's where I just came back from. And uh, like many cons, you, you, you discover a lot about yourself while you're doing it. You really learn what kind of thing you'll do for about three hours out of a day, because let's be honest, ain't nobody attending panels and all that consistently. There's just no way... Anyone in this world can just consistently find a panel that they want to go to. But I'll talk about that in a minute. Right now, we're going to do some check-ins. Not a whole lot to check in because I honestly just spent a day back from the con. I went to work because I really just fucked with my schedule and said, yeah, I'll work one day on Halloween before I go back in to take another two days off, three days off, actually. Spoiler warning for anybody who is at my job, but you'll find out about that later. So, yeah. The I've not really done a whole lot. I must have been watching anime uh, on that one day I went to work. I watched maybe two episodes. I've been playing consistent catch-up to my seasonals and watching more My Hero Academia because, hey, I'm actually in a part in the manga I really liked. Or in the anime, is that a part that I liked in the manga, I should say. So it's been really easy to just power through and just absolutely burn myself out on. But we'll see how that goes. I've also started playing Full Metal Damon Muramasa again because I went to a certain panel over the anime weekend and it really reinvigorated my wanting to play and read visual novels but we'll get we'll get to that in a minute or maybe several minutes who knows well I'm not I'm not really gonna really just gonna sugarcoat it and act like this is gonna be a 30 minute long episode because it probably will be I talking to myself is really hard because it's a really boring conversation because I already know what I'm gonna say. So let's just go ahead and talk about the anime week in Atlanta. After this, real quick. Hey folks, it's Matt here to talk just a tiny bit about Boomslank. Boomslank is an anime apparel and lifestyle brand that has super unique style and art across their entire lineup of phone cases, posters, hoodies, t-shirts, and stickers. I actually really, really love their stuff, which is why I'm so hyped to talk about them, because you know, I'm an actual fan of theirs and their lead artist, Shinobi P. I have their Mania phone case and their Leo hoodie, and they're both these kind of things that my coworkers who aren't into anime, usually, and my friends who are definitely into anime, 
they actually say something to me about because they both have this kind of spirit and design that you're not really going to see anywhere else in the market as far as anime apparel and those kind of products go so that being said i'm super excited to say that if you want to get some boom slank merch and help support the podcast in the process you can go to their website boomslank.com and use our coupon code at checkout otaku melancholy podcast that's all one word and you'll get 10 percent off your purchase or if you just want to go straight to their website you can go to the www.boomslank.com slash otaku melancholy podcast to just have that coupon code automatically applied when you go to checkout so yeah a huge thanks to boom slank for reaching out and offering to help and support this podcast because it means so much for you know a brand that i actually like and that audrey and i both really admire to help support us And just in case you didn't know how to spell that, it's B-O-O-M-S-L-A-N-K dot com. And there's even a link to their website with our coupon code in the show notes of whatever platform you're listening to this episode on. Thank you guys for listening to this. Back to the episode. All right, welcome back. So as you may or may not know, or as I may have divulged through consistent episodes of this podcast, uh, I... I only go to maybe a handful of cons a year that are kind of within my my range of driving and distance, mostly due to the fact that I don't like traveling at all. It's just, I, I don't like doing it. It stresses me out. I'm always concerned about what's going to happen on the way up there. It's just hard for me to travel. And that's some anxiety issues, which I'll eventually get sorted out whenever I finally reach that low point that makes me say that this is a problem. But right now, don't have that. Don't have that urge to figure out why I don't like traveling. So really, my limits kind of consist in the southeast area, which means that I'll be hitting, I hit up cons like Comic Con. Uh, I'm probably going to hit up MTAC this year or when it comes in April and uh, Anime Weekend Atlanta and MomoCon if I can swing it. So I just kind of stay within the range of where I can go. And work also doesn't like me leaving. So there's only so many weekends that I can go off and leave anyways. But Anime Weekend Atlanta is kind of a weird crown jewel for me in particular due to the fact that it is it's got anime and the name and it's a weekend and it's in Atlanta that's like it's the most on the 10 tells you what you're going to be getting before you even get it sort of convention that I've ever experienced and I it's it's always got that size to where it's big enough to have things going on in it but it's also at the size to where it's 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 big but it's also small compared to one of the few other sort of experiences I've had so I just thoroughly enjoy going to it because it lets me feel like I'm at a big boy con, but at the same time, I know I'm not at the hugest thing in the world. However, this Saturday, this Saturday at Anime Weekend Atlanta was the biggest clusterfuck, or one of the biggest clusterfucks I have ever seen in an anime convention. And let me go off before I describe what I, uh, what I had seen and done for this Anime Weekend because it was an actual riotous clusterfuck if I'd ever seen one. Oh, by the way, we're going to be doing some blogging this episode. You know how there's blogging, which, you know, you write. Then there's vlogging where you got video. Well, this is a podcast blog. It's plogging. I'm a little plog champ. I made that joke over on Twitter. I thought it was hilarious. No response. But you know what? Then we just throw them out until they, uh, they stick. Even if that means we throw out a billion just to have none of them stick. So... Yeah, uh, Saturday was one of the biggest clusterfucks I have ever seen in a convention. Mostly because the line maintenance was the shittiest, or one of the shittiest times I had ever seen 
and you know I'm not I'm not an event organizer so I can I can say things boldly assert claims without having to, to just back it up by any means but literally several lines got so poorly managed that they had they had they had line fusion line coalescence line break apart all in one line I'm looking at you cosplay competition line that line was one of the biggest fuckball lines I had ever seen because it went all the way to the panel room line which was also trying to work itself around another wall and then that line hit another line that was for something else it was just multiple lines fusing into one giga line for this cosplay contest it was an absolute just i didn't i wanted to go to the cosplay contest but seatage was limited and we had already been warned or at least we had overheard several times that hey there may not be seating available for every event you want to go to so standing room might have to become available and nah homie i don't like to stand i got weak ankles so not going to be doing that. So I, I, I thought I wanted to get in the cosplay competition line, but I couldn't find it. And eventually this line did get so bad when I was trying to find a way into it that they ended up blocking the main hallway. So people who were coming out of the dealer's room and people who were coming from the food truck area couldn't walk out. So they had to go downstairs around just to get to the other side of the convention center. It was absolutely bonkers. And that didn't happen. That didn't happen just once. That happened twice the rave line the rave line was an ouroboros from hell eating itself i didn't know where that line started where it ended and where it i had no clue where this line started and that sentiment apparently echoed across the entirety of the con because there was a lot of confusion just in the line was this the right line where was it going i didn't ever see the end of the rave line i kind of gave up on that i said you know I don't. I just don't feel like with all the people that are coming in there that the rave is going to be an optimal decision, because although Awa enforced a hard mask policy, it, it it said it enforced it. The masks were constantly off. People, as soon as they got into events, took them off. There was just no sort of consistent management on people having their masks on, and that crossed into the dealers' room, that crossed in the panels, just everywhere. People were like, "I'm free," and when they would take their masks off. And I would say I could get it, but at the same time, I also feel cruddy as shit right now, and I hope that I don't have COVID because I can't, I don't know if I can taste anything because my coffee tasted bland, but also I'm not like a fantastic maker of coffee, so there could be some contributions based off my own inability. I'm not going to acknowledge that though. So I don't know, maybe I have COVID, maybe I'm just sick with something else, maybe I have the flu. Because these weebs really do be coming in just sick as fuck and just deciding that they are going to do whatever they can to get to the con. And I, I, I for one, do like the mask policy. Because there was only three or four times that anybody had a smell that passed through my mask. And one, it was the smell of just absolute just trash weed. And the other one was absolutely just someone who had gone through an alcohol binge. And the other two times... We're actually BO, so I'm always going to ascertain that the masks, masks really uh, are great for cons because no matter what you do, you're always going to have the stinkiest of weebs who are not going to shower, bathe, or otherwise use deodorant. So that's my personal mindset on that. So, uh, yeah, let's outside of my ranting for the lines, what else was there? The dealer's room line was really bad at one point, although I, you kind of just grow to accept that. I was never going to live under the notion that the dealer's room line wasn't going to be anything but an absolute just 
mess, but it it uh, it wasn't until Saturday. And Saturday they actually said, or I overheard someone saying that they were getting close, or they were surpassing the expectations they had. Because normally I think AWA hits around a twenty eight thousand uh, membership or or at least a, a viewership. What what would I say? This attendance attendees, dumbass. Yeah, so it gets around twenty eight thousand attendees for on on average or at least that's what i remember sort of overhearing but it got so bad to the point where they had a cutoff for selling weekend tickets so basically if you couldn't get the weekend ticket you bought one for saturday and then the next day on sunday you could if you kept on your whatever they said uh you kept your badge kept your this little thing they put on you the bracelet you know the paper bracelets then you could get a discount on sunday and yeah, that's that's really sucky, and I actually got to go to the full four-day convention, and I didn't realize that Thursday was absolutely just um, was just four-play day because there was nothing going on. I don't believe the game room was set up. The dealer's room definitely wasn't set up, and there wasn't any sort of major panels to go to, although I did go to a few that I'm glad I went to. I did go to this uh, out outliving the otaku expiration date, which was about getting older and being into anime, which you can kind of do to persist in the hobby which was was nice because as a as I go to these cons more and more I find myself getting fearful that there will be an age cut off for me I don't ever want to be the type of person who if I have kids which god forbid that some person allows me to bear offspring that I will have to bring my kids and I can't do that I really can't the people who bring their kids around I'm like I get it but at the same time, I don't get it completely. Just why would you do this to us? So many kids just kind of get in the way. Are they just, you bring your strollers around and it's just, it's so loud. The baby's pissed off because it doesn't understand why it can't, you know, hear its own baby thoughts. So it just adds to the uh, the nauseous atmosphere really and truly. But I, I, I was kind of thankful for that panel because it's sort of a consistent thought that goes on in my mind is, will I have a time where I don't feel like I can engage in this hobby as regularly as I do now, and I, I I'm kind of glad that that panel really persisted in the notion that no, you, you can you can like these things as long as you're able to like them, and that kind of was a really great way to start my convention experience because there were multiple times throughout the con I kind of had this realization like there maybe that maybe I'm I'm getting to be the problem for this kind of scenario you know really and truly my anxiety is is pretty bad i don't i don't really take the medicine for it that i should because it makes me feel all sorts of weird and if i start deciding to stop taking my medicine then my my brain goes hey you ever heard of suicide because that'd be really cool chief and i don't want those thoughts <laughs> real talk real talk but yeah so I'm, I'm glad for that but the anxiety persists and maybe that's something that I'll have to work with and kind of get over if I want to go if I go to my next con. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. So thankful for that panel. Thursday also had one other panel that I was really excited for, and that was the Monogatari trivia one. I didn't end up going, but for maybe ten minutes of it, before I had to go meet up with um my roommate who who I was there with their uh, sister, and their sister is I don't remember how old she is. I think she's like. 14 13 like she can go to teen panels but that's it uh and that's kind of interesting to really dissect from a sociological point because 
I remember when I was 13 and younger and into anime. And so it's kind of cool to hear what she's really into and what her perspective is on these new animes and these even these old animes because she honestly the only thing I know for certain that this girl this girl likes because I'm not going to talk to a 13 year old 14 year old girl on the reg that's just creepy but she apparently is huge into Danganronpa which is cool Danganronpa you know outside of the some of the extreme fan base is a pretty fun visual novel and uh, the anime is it exists so that's neat not all not all games get to have an anime that exists so getting this kind of perspective from her end as as the young people as the young people was was fascinating especially for some of the stuff that she wasn't too familiar with because we also ended up later on going to an Inuyasha panel and she did not seem to know what Inuyasha was which kind of put a crick in the discs on my back but what can you do so Thursday really just a a, a pre a, you know a, a a foreplay of a day that eventually transcended into just going home kind of early and watching anime because just one experience at Awa made me say, you know what? Anime. That's the shit. And I got that really, uh, that really sort of strong vigor for watching anime. And yeah. So Friday, I can't even remember what happened on Friday. It's all, it's not like a blur in the best way. I'll look at my itinerary. My itinerary tells me what I did that day. What did I do that day? I watched a hentai panel. All right, fantastic. Yeah, they had a hentai of the 80s and 90s that morning. And, uh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The jazz panel. Uh, this is really one of the coolest things that I got to do. And I kind of hyped myself up over it on the uh, on Twitter and, and the Discord. So Jast, uh, which is the a distributor, uh, not even a distributor, publisher uh, of of visual novels and arrow gay they had a panel and i was super excited for it because i follow the jazz twitter the dude uh, i can't remember his name gavin i think it was gavin who does the twitter is absolutely hilarious he makes funny memes he find finds ways to really make clever sort of tweets that really make me want to just play more visual novels so i was really excited just to see him and learn more about the industry. And as far as an industry panel goes, it was really just a lot of this, a lot of talk about the titles that are coming out soon. They sure they showed they showed they showed this visual novel called Gore Screaming Show, which before this panel I was aware of from the tweets that was on Jazz Twitter, but I had no awareness of what it actually was. I thought it was going to be something like a, a very scary sort of uh, arrow gay, but apparently it can be if you get bad ends, but they showed displays of it, and I said, oh, that sounds really cool, that sounds really scary, and that sounds like it's going to be a great time, and then they said, yeah, and there's a gore slider, so if you, uh, you're you very sensitive about this kind of thing, you just turn it all the way off, and I was just, oh, very cool, very cool, very excited, and they showed off a couple of other things, I think they shut off Tokyo Necro, Necro Tokyo, gosh, I can't, I can only remember so much about what they they actually showed, and... Was it, uh, yeah, just then they had a, the Neko Nyan panel, that one, they kind of blurred together because it just sat there for the entire thing. Anyways, uh, the chess panel that really got me was they had a, a little, just a one question quiz to get a, to get a free game, which was the Majikoi Deluxe, uh, limited edition that was out of print. I've never played Majikoi. I knew of it from the anime, but I never watched the anime. So I was super excited to see that they were going to be giving away things. And they had just this simple question 
which was outside of what was uh what were some of the brands or the not even brands but some of the previous labels that Jast had prior to conglomerating all of it into one brand and the first one was J dude said J list and it was like a J list is the store that they sell you know things like Ona holes and all that and I raised my hand I didn't think I was in the middle of the uh, middle of the panel I didn't expect to be seen and they picked me and I panicked because I've never get I never get picked for this sort of thing ever and it was Peach Princess uh, it was their Moe line that they had. I, I, they published Exchange 1, 2, and 3, which were one of my first Aerogay. It's about this um, this guy who gets turned into a girl and all the shenanigans that ensue. And I really liked it because too many Aerogay that you play are going to be centered around guys. And so it's always a guy perspective. So Exchange having this perspective of the girl and everything that happens to her was really fascinating to me from the uh, seeing it from the other side so they picked me i got the question right and they gave me a copy of Majigoy, which i've opened looked inside i'm very scared that there's not a steam code with it and i don't have my computer doesn't have a disc reader so i don't know what i'm going to do about that but shrug i i guess i'll just work work it it'll work itself out somehow yeah so, and they talked about more games that they were publishing, uh, hyped up from some future releases. I can't remember them all, but I was excited about all of them. And I kind of came to that realization, like, yeah, visual novels were really another one of those uh, facets of that, you know, that weeb otaku culture that I absolutely loved. And I just got more and more excited. And then after that, Nekonyan had a panel. Nekonyan is a publisher of... Of visual novels and they kind of focus from what I look it looked like they focused on more cute things whereas Jazz just kind of shotguns and publishes distributes everything that they can. Nekonyan had a lot of stuff that I said oh that sounds really really interesting at least from a you know just from a casual player and one of them they had was called Ready or Not the Deadline is Coming where you play as a Aerogay developer and working for your aunt or something and you are developing this game with obviously a, a bunch of cute anime waifu girls and you uh, you work to get this game on on time they had another one which was love 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 burning in my heart that one looked really ridiculous it actually had a main character who looked at a personality it's super excited for that uh, love election and chocolates that one looked super uh, super artsy which, you know, I'm always down for something that's artsy because I'm an auteur and I like elite things that only the highest of high brains can really enjoy now. But it, it looked really cute. looked really, um, seemed really interesting, at least. And I think they announced something else. Mysteries of the Heart or what was called like something like Cinco Psycho. Cinco Psycho. What the fuck, Matt? Cinco Psycho. But they had a, another uh, another announcement. The Psychic Detective Case Files. It, it looked really cool. Apparently, it was done by the same artist as Euphoria, which if you know what Euphoria is, then you know what you know. And that's exciting, I guess. I'm not too sure if that constitutes exciting, but uh, the art looked cool, 
and apparently it's 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 a really engaging thing that the translator said he loved getting to read so super excited for that so really the visual novel industry panels that was where i i had the most hype at because i kind of just was sitting there going like no this is cool i'm gonna be able to click on choices damn this is lit 10 out of 10 this is the best the best panel ever but I, I, I really loved feeling riding a certain high just because I got this Majikoi, uh limited edition set. And I also just got to kind of remind myself that, yeah, visual novels are still a thing. And there's still something that I'm really, uh, I really wish I got had more time to just invest my time, invest in. I am stuttering a lot. Maybe it's time for a quick coffee break. All right, coffee break is over. And what a coffee break it was. So, reviewing some more of the stuff I did for... What? Pull up my stupid panel. I, I did spend a lot more time in the AMV, the video art circuit, or the whatever it's called. I spent a lot more time watching AMVs this, this con than any other. Uh, mostly because I always forget that I do enjoy the art of a good AMV. And... Every time I would sit in for an AMV, uh, like a track, they would show a whole lot of fun things that I would take notes on. I would leave in my um, I would leave in my little notes on my phone because I just wanted to watch them later. Including really some older ones that just surprised me by how much fun they were. They showed a, uh, they even showed a, a, a you put what with what panel later on. I think on Saturday where they showed combos of music with anime, uh. Uh, music videos that were really surprising just how well they worked. There was a Death Note Taylor Swift one. Really good stuff. Really fun. Uh, so getting on to kind of what Friday ended up with. Friday ended with the Burnout Syndrome's concert, which was wicked fucking awesome. I, f- I went in for the Burnout Syndrome concert mostly just wanting to hear Fly High. And you know, that's that's one of their biggest songs. So they played it very last. But while I was just sitting through the gaff that was these songs I didn't know, they ended up talking about how they were inspired by traditional music and the songs that they kind of made based around that. And I said, oh, yeah, 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 traditional music. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to hear a, a Shamison, a Shamasin, whatever you call it, and then that'll be it. But then they played the fucking OP to uh, those Snow White notes, and I had a molecular breakdown. Like, I fell on my knees in the pit and said, no way, I forgot they did this song. And I was just absolutely jamming out. It made me just feel like when uh, Fly High, they did play Fly High, I absolutely did not care because I had already reached maximum hype with uh, the uh, opening to those Snow White notes. Absolutely wild concert. I love when when Awa pulls these concerts together because they're always so much fun when I actually manage to attend them. And I don't go to too many really and truly because they had Demon Dice. I never listened to any Demon Dice prior to this i gave them a, a, a few listens I, I mean i attended that concert for all of two minutes before i left and it's not really my thing but i get the appeal so if you enjoy demon dice then that was something that was there for you guys and i'm happy you got it i just didn't care uh but yeah the burnout syndrome concert was absolutely wicked to get to do i just love when they pull in these 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 japanese bands to this kind of thing they did brian the sun one year and 
the entire Brian the Sun concert was me just waiting for them to play. Uh, it was once again me waiting for them to play one song so I could leave, and it was the last song they played. It was the My Hero Academia closer from season one. I was just going, please, just play the song, and I can get on with the rest of my convention. That's all I want to hear. I, re- I understand you are a musical artist. Just get it out of the way. That's all I'm here for. That's all I want. And they saved it for the last because they're under the same they're under the same impressions that I am, and that's that the, their anime songs are really what a lot of these people hear for. I mean, it's anime weekend Atlanta, not general Japanese culture weekend Atlanta. So Friday it was kind of fun. I don't remember what we. I tried had Del Taco for the first time ever that night, despite making memes about oh Del Taco melancholy podcast. I never had had Del Taco before. That was wicked. It actually tasted more like Mexican food than just Taco Bell, which tastes kind of like if somebody tried to make Mexican food from their memory. They're like, yeah, throw some throw some chips in there, you know, grill it with some cheese on top. Yeah, that's some Mexican food. Bada bing, bada boom, two million copies sold. So I, I enjoyed the Del Taco I had, although I do believe it was a contributing factor to why it was so fucked up on Saturday in the uh, bathroom. I mean, I was absolutely distraught with just how much I had to go to the bathroom on Saturday. I'm not going to give you more details on that. Like, like, you don't care. I don't care. I don't care that you don't care. But yeah, I had Del Taco for the first time on Friday night. I can pinpoint that as uh, the moment I had had food that could have really been the cause of what fucked my stomach up. So continuing on for with my itinerary read-through. Uh, Saturday again. Saturday was when all the shit hit the fan as far as line management goes. So uh, here's that. Um... It's looking like as I'm going th- as I'm going through this, as I'm going through my list, I'm not seeing a whole lot of stuff I did. I think on Saturday, because of just the line fuckage that was going on, I stayed in the game room a lot, and every now and then came out for just a panel or two. I went to an Evangelion crossover panel. I went to uh, exploring an old old school anime series panel. I, I tried to go to the AMV Gala award show. I couldn't really get in for that. There was a there was just no only standing room at that point, and I felt awkward, so I just kind of said, like, I'm sure they'll post links to what won in some facts of their Twitter or something like that. Uh, so, honestly, I just mostly went to the, uh, like, a, like, the fool that I am. I went to the dealer's room and the game lounge on that day, and the dealer's room was, I had never been in a dealer's room that was more cramped. Even my first year of AWA, which after of Dunning, doing, Dunning, Dunning, what the fuck you do, you dumbass dunning after doing years of going into panel dealers rooms like commie where you got plenty of room to breathe awa said hold my beer you're getting absolutely no room to do anything i couldn't i couldn't move around i was an entire the first like the 1200 zone of artist sally couldn't move there were people shoving me aside there were people like trying to get through and couldn't it was it was everybody on everybody and I could hardly see any of the artist Sally or any of that sort of thing and on Friday I'd gone through but Friday I was trying to sort of balance out my my expenditures better so I said you know it's Saturday I'm sure I can look through I'm sure I'll have plenty of time and I think that was everybody's consensus opinion since everybody was in that dealer's room and there was no walking space anywhere the actual dealer's room and not the artist alley unreal couldn't move just had to walk and just sidle along to get to the next booth and you would get to several booths you know the ones that sell videos and all that and you would be 
just still crammed up against each other. So a lot of my my purchases were really on Sunday, and that's where I spent the overwhelmingly amount of most of my money. So Saturday was mostly just video games, dealer's room, and waiting for stuff to happen that uh, I really wanted to go to. So, yeah. I'm not, I have to look through my itinerary for this kind of thing. Uh, I didn't get to go... I did. I went to the Jast and Nekonyan bonus panel. It was called something like uh, Aeroge Anime Boobs and More. And I, I'm going to be really honest with you, and this might sound, make me sound a little bit prudish, but there was such an overwhelmingly just uh, high amount of horny in that panel where they were making a game show out of Could You Identify this anime character's boobs or butt. And don't get me wrong, that it, it was fun until everybody got horny and started just making, you know, doing that thing that is really common in panels where people shout out things regardless of if they're funny. They think they're funny, so they're going to shout them out. And that was kind of an annoyance because a lot of the people who are really loud in these panels and shout out stuff like that, you're not funny. You're not humorous. No one here is laughing. Just the people around you, your friends are laughing out of uh, some sort of pseudo pity for you. For just thinking that you're funny. Although every now and then you do get a guy who's actually got a little bit of humor under their belt and they shout. But more often than not, it's just absolute chodes saying just whatever they think is mildly humorous and looking quite the fool because of it. But I only stayed for maybe 20 minutes. I left after this out of just fear because this one dude started shouting uh, when they had a picture of this girl from Fruits of Grisea. He shouted out very loudly, I'd recognize those anime titties anywhere. Those are my white number one waifus, Rios Grimmeries. And the panel was just kind of quiet. And then they asked, uh, what did you say? And they said, I know them titties. Those are Rios Grimmeries. And they weren't. They were from the, this character from the Fruit of Grisea. And I said, all right. That's a little bit, uh, I, I can't, I'm sorry, guy, you kind of caps the line for me. I need to step away from this for a minute. But, I mean, I, I appreciate his vigor. I appreciate his urgency that he knew whose boobies they were, even though he was uh, very wrong. But I kind of had to bow out after that. It was a little bit too much. And after that, I really went to just the AMV track, waited there for a minute, saw the rave line, watched some more AMVs, until eventually uh, my roommate said, hey, we're leaving. And I was like, uh, okay. So that was around 2 o'clock. And then we had Del Taco again. <laughs> As if I hadn't learned my lesson the first time. But hey, it's the only thing open at 2 a.m. And that line, uh, it sure is long. But making food yourself, that is a that sure is a longer of a of a wait, isn't it? But yeah, Sunday is where I, I had the most fun. I really enjoyed getting to do Sunday. Sunday I saw this idol duo, B, BPMQ. BPM Ichigo Q, and uh, it was so much fun. It was so much fun getting to go to that concert. I thought for sure they would be a bigger headliner because they were so just fun, such a fun duo of idols. And Teddy Lloyd, Teddy Lloyd was there at uh, Awa. Uh, you know the guy behind the the music for Me Me Me, as well as a major contributor to the Panty and Gar- Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt soundtrack. It, he was uh, it was a whole lot of fun to kind of hear his music just live I don't know what that sound was might have been me yeah there's a real weird room coming out of my uh where I record the podcast and I said what was that was that is that somebody coming to kill me is that you danger so that was uh it was cool it was really cool getting to see Teddy Lloyd and hear his music because apparently he's also a major producer behind BPM as you go Q uh I can't recommend them enough I had such a fun time at their concert, but overwhelmingly, my Sunday was just 
spent sparingly at panels, but majorly, the majorly, majority of it was actually just trying to get all the things I said I wanted on Saturday and getting behind that. I did see a 30 years ago anime in 1992 panel. That was kind of fun. And I saw a Sailor Moon Hidden Gems panel, which was mostly just them talking about, uh, by the time I came in there, it was just mostly them talking about the live shows, which was pretty cool. Honestly, I, I, I know that Sailor Moon has a stage show, but as an American fan, the stage show being announced, being revealed, that's always something in the back of your mind where you're like, yeah, cool, a stage show, that's relevant to me how? I'm never going to get to see it unless I stream it live or stream it you know, on the internet. But it was still fairly cool to get to see that. And I always love the passion that these people who do these panels really bring to their work. It always, it always seems so insurmountable to me that you manage to be so knowledgeable and have such a way to present it but every now and then you get panels where it's obvious that they just they got a panel and they didn't know what they were doing but they were going to do it anyways uh there was a quiz panel i went on friday or saturday i'm not going to name names uh but it was really poorly done that i couldn't no one could hear what they were saying in the middle of the uh middle of the panel and they didn't give anybody a mic, so it was just it felt like they were playing a game, and we couldn't be a part of it. Hated that panel, but had, somebody had fun with it, so can't hate it too much, I suppose. But yeah, BPM Ichigo Q loved their music. I'm gonna keep hyping them up. You should go listen to them. They're on Spotify. Uh, after the concert, I did go and buy a lot of their merch, and then go get autographs with them. And I got a really bad anxiety. I've already mentioned this once in this podcast this blog the plog and i've when they talked to me they talked through a translator and i tried to use what limited japanese i had to basically say gondo arigato gozaimasu and i tried to talk with them just a little bit with what little japanese i did but they seemed more confused and i was like oh god my pronunciation is off so i ended up just talking to them through the translator which made me feel more embarrassed that i tried to talk to them in japanese and they just were more confused than anything but they're really nice and I felt like I was gonna throw up in my mask they're just so just adorable I was afterwards I said I I get it Japan idols are the shit I have no desire for any sort of I have no sexual longing for them I have nothing but just I want to see them and support them and and make them happy by being a fan and it was legitimately just like real life waifuing I guess except I didn't want to elude them I just wanted them to be successful and happy and when they talked to me and like waved I felt like my heart was going to melt into my shoes uh, and then I honestly felt like I was going to throw up a little bit after all of that from how nervous and excited I was and I did end up just a little bit just a little bit not enough to count really <laughs> that's just my anxiety though I guess or maybe it's just the fact that they were legitimately so, so cute, nice, and happy people. But yeah, Japanese idols. I get it. I get it, Japan, now. I get it. Before, I just thought I understood, but now I know that I do. I get it 200%. I want to go, I want to I be, I want to be a, a cringy little idol dude in Japan now. That's, is that a job? Can I take that as a job, Greg? You don't know. You, you won't even, you'll edit all that out anyways, won't you? Won't you? You will. Probably not. I don't know, man. So... I'm just going to say it again. If you uh, go check out BPM Ichigo Q, uh, it's actually, I'm being a huge weeb about it. They're called, it's spelled BPM15Q. Ichigo being, you know, Japanese for Ichigo, you know, one in five. What the fuck did you say, Matt? <laughs> one in five being Japanese for Ichigo. Like, what? Yeah, huh? That doesn't make any fucking sense, dude. So, a whole lot of fun. 
getting to do that. And overall, Sunday, I did play a lot more uh, more games, too, in the game lounge. I played a shit ton of nostalgia. Love music rhythm, rhythm games. I lo- played uh, Guitar Freaks, too, because that line was relatively short. I just basically went into any line that was really short, so I didn't get to do any Taiko this year because that line was also going through some Ouroboros hell because it, too, kind of ate in on itself. But still, got to play a lot of nostalgic and I didn't get to play pop and music too much. That's my all-time jam, but I like to play it with uh, with friends, and nobody wanted to play it with me because mostly all like I didn't have too many people there with me. We we spent I spent more time split up from my roommate than I did really with them, and that's just kind of I feel like is the anime con experience. There are two things that two uh, that people want to see, and they split off, and they kind of just have their own little mini arcs at the convention. It's like an anime within an anime convention. And that was kind of my experience too this year, but that's usually my experience anyways. Every con I've gone to with friends has been, we have to go, we want to go to five different things at the same time. Bye guys. And we'll talk about what we saw later. Uh, And this year was no exception to that, huh? But overall, a whole lot of fun, a whole lot of fun. It really got that jonesing to watch anime and be a part of uh, the weeb culture a whole lot again. And I, I, I do fall in and out of really appreciating the hobbies that come from, you know, the that made me want to do this podcast. It's easy to get out of sync with them. It's really easy to just, as time goes on, to feel like this hobby has no new sort of material to tap in. But it, it usually always does. Now, I'm going to just kind of end this with, uh, what cosplays did I see a shit ton of during this convention? Uh, I saw so many Chainsaw Man cosplays, it negated anything else. If I had a dollar for every time I saw a Denji or a Makima or a Power, I could have paid to support this pod- to support this uh, this podcast. Well, yeah, pay to support this podcast. That's called being a patron, Matt. I could have paid to actually get like seven tickets or eight tickets for the convention. It was absurd. Now, obviously, Chainsaw Man had hype because it was... A really popular manga before it became a really popular anime but still just the sheer amount of dingies just not even chainsaw man just dingy just a guy with black pants a suit or not a suit but a white shirt and a tie i saw so in a wig i saw so many of those i saw so many akis i saw a, sh- a veritable shit ton of powers and and makimas it was ginormously absurd how many of them I saw. In fact, it got so bad that I couldn't remember any other cosplays when I was talking to my roommate on the way back. I said, yeah, there were a lot of Chainsaw Man, huh? And she said something along the lines of, there were there were a few others too. But no, it, it was just overwhelming how many uh, Chainsaw Man I saw. Chainsaw Man, yeah, okay. And Genshin Impact. But at the time, I was just kind of had this notion through the entire con. I was like, I don't know what that is. Is that a Genshin Impact? Is that a Genshin Impactor? Is that an Impact though? What is that? Is that was that from that is that from that Yo Gotcha game? I guess I I played Genshin Impact for all of like a week before I got shit tier rolls and said fuck this game I'm not paying for rolls bullshit and uninstalled it. But after seeing just the sheer amount of of merch on display from artists and then seeing these 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 cosplayers, I said well maybe there's something to it or maybe I'm just living in Gotcha hell again and everybody in here is just demons. But for real, the amount of Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man uh, cosplay was ridiculous. 
I, I, I didn't take any pictures this year, really and truly. I, for every cosplay I really want to take a picture of, I got super nervous. I saw two lums, and I wanted their photo. But again, I am uh, I got really bad anxieties about this kind of thing. So I, I didn't take a photo, and I never want to take creep shots of cosplayers because that's just that's just grody. Uh, so I just kind of took pictures in my in my memory and hoped that next year after Urusei Yatsura has hit its full course, that people will embrace the the love of lum, and that'll be what I see a lot of. But I highly doubt that. By that time, the second season of what Chainsaw Man should be coming out, so it'll just be right back onto it. I was really disappointed with the lack of JJK cosplays too. I felt like the year before, every now and then I would see a, I would see an Itadori or I would see a Gojo or a Sakuna, and this year it it felt like I saw them a lot less. I was hoping that after time to let the love of the show ferment, there'd be more. But I, I saw maybe a few Nobara, more Nobaras than the year before. I saw, if I saw anything regularly from JJK, it was almost always Itadori. Uh, a lot less Gojos, which is surprising. But still, really just, I really just regret that I did not get to see more of the, the cosplays I kind of wanted to see. But hey, it's not about what I want to do or what I want to see. And I, it, honestly, I all the cosplays this year were fantastic. Everybody looked so good. It made me regret that I only really had one cosplay to go off of and use because I'm just so lazy about it but I'm mostly just glad that I got to wear my some of them apparel that I would never bring out to some of my real life escapades so it was just fun it was a fun time I'm really happy I got to go and I'm really happy that we can have conventions like this where we kind of unify ourselves into one sort of a and to one sort of unit and have solidarity and being anime and otaku and weebs and all that and kind of coming to terms with that this hobby is something that's perfectly acceptable kind of to end a note on it yes anime is becoming more and more popular there's nothing you can do about it and if you're one of those people who would wish that it would kind of stagnate and that you could get into that culture where it was how it maybe was 15 years ago 10 years ago where it was a thing but it wasn't as big as it is now I really would like to know why because I'm happy to see more anime fans on on the streets I'm happy to see more of them at the con even though it meant that I couldn't move anywhere for an entire sequence of a day but I'm happy to know that there are people who are into anime and who are there and share the same sort of experiences now obviously a lot more of it is going to be your shonen stuff you're never going to get too many people who like your obscure isekai about a guy who gets reincarnated as a belt buckle but there will always be an audience for that and you can always watch that anime or read that manga or whatever and enjoy it as a person but i'm even though this may be filled with people who just like shonen stuff that's perfectly fine acceptable if you like it and you love it then you should share that joy and i'm happy to see it it's just that i'm hoping that we'll get to a point where it will be something that is more accepted. I just think about the fact that I have a coworker. She's way younger. I don't know. She's still very young. I tried to like fact check on that real quick, but she can't. She's still really younger, and she's still surprised to see that there are people like me and a few other people 
in uh, our workforce who openly have anime merch on display. I mean, there are anime stickers on my car, my Comey, my Kirino, and she's just flabbergasted that people can like anime and not be bullied. And maybe that's the culture she came from. Like her school wasn't was filled with dickheads who bullied people for that kind of thing. But I don't want people. I don't want people who like anime to get bullied. I don't want that for anybody. I, I think if anime become more became more popular, we wouldn't have to deal with that. I mean, and granted, your your like I said earlier, your weird anime might always or your anime that's more obscure and just concept, it will never get that popular. And maybe that's some sort of bastion for those kinds of people who want anime to be a niche thing, to have these under underground, for lack of a better word, anime that they can lean on and be sort of their own unique thing to hold and say that this is what makes my personality unique. But I just want people to like anime and have events like this where it's not so weird so that we can all just enjoy this hobby, enjoy visual novels, and just be together, you know. I just want that. I just want that. And speaking of things I want, I want this to end, and that's why we've, and by we, I mean me, have been the Otaku Melancholy Podcast. My name is Matt, and I appreciate you joining in for this short little intermission of an episode between this week and next week it means a whole whole lot that you would join with me every single week or just for this one episode thank you guys so much for everything you do and for listening to us and speaking of people who i would really like to give a special thanks this special thanks goes out to our patrons who support the podcast and really make it so that uh, the website doesn't become a huge financial burden anyways a special thanks to ikea plant cream puff coon jalvin anime of the week darth egg Moe Soda and Chris S. Thank you guys so much for doing what you do and giving us your monies to keep this ship afloat. Uh, if you want to, if you really want to help us out, you can go to, to patreon.com slash otaku melancholy and support us for as little as $3 a month. It really does give us a huge boost, allowing us to support the website and all that. And you'll get a lot out of it. You will get a lot out of it. You'll get bonus episodes. You'll get episodes early when applicable. And you will also get your name shouted out at the end of the episode, as you just heard. But yeah, you can go to our website, otakumelancholy.com, to get the quick link to that if you want to. And you can also get links to where you can stream us at, as well as just our social media, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And you can even join the Discord to hang out and talk more things and see me post shit and then delete it just an hour later because I'm very a uh, very a uh, very nervous but thank you guys again for listening to us it means a whole lot i hope you'll have a aggressed a great day and that you'll enjoy the rest of your week weekend whenever you listen to us and maybe i hope to see you around at your next next convention if you're in the southeast area thank you guys bye bye no quote because I, I i i forgot to do it and it was just a quote from the tv show atlanta so you know it's not that i don't know I don't think it's 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 as poignant as maybe you would want it to be. Not to say that Atlanta, the show, isn't poignant. I've never seen it, but I needed quotes from Atlanta people, and all I got was uh, quotes from the show Atlanta. Anyways, bye-bye for real now.